If you've been around the church for any length of time, you've most likely heard about Lent, the 40-day fast before Easter. And some of us have practiced it, and some of us have, well, not practiced it. But how many of you have ever practiced Eastertide, the 50-day feast following Easter? Here on this podcast, we're going to do just that. For 50 days, we're going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. My name is Lisa Nichol, and I am your host, and this is the Eastertide podcast from Beside Choir Waters. He is risen, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed your last couple weeks of celebrating Eastertide. And if you are looking for a celebration guide to go along with these podcasts, you can sign up at BesideQuietWaters.net to receive those weekly celebration updates. This week I want to talk about frivolousness, or at least frivolousness as C.S. Lewis understands it, which is the true serious business of heaven. So first I'm going to read to you just a couple paragraphs from a letter that C.S. Lewis wrote to his friend Malcolm I do not think that the life of heaven bears any analogy to play or dance in respect of frivolity. I do think that while we are in this valley of tears, cursed with labor, hemmed round with necessities, tripped up with frustrations, doomed to perpetual plannings, puzzlings, and anxieties, certain qualities that must belong to the celestial condition, have no chance to get through, can project no image of themselves, except in activities which, for us, here and now, are frivolous. For surely we must suppose that the life of the blessed to be an end of it in itself, indeed the end, to be utterly spontaneous, to be the complete reconciliation of boundless freedom with order, with the most delicately adjusted, supple, intricate, beautiful order. How can you find any image of this in the serious activities, either of our natural or of our present spiritual life, either in our precarious or heartbroken affections? or in the way which is always in some degree a via crucis. No, Malcolm, it is only in our hours off, only in our moments of permitted festivity, that we find an analogy. Dance and game are frivolous, unimportant down here, for down here is not their natural place. Here they are a moment's rest from the life we were placed here to live. But in this world everything is upside down, that which, if it could be prolonged here, would be a truancy, is likest that which in a better country is the ends of ends. Joy is the serious business of heaven. So before we get too deep into what C.S. Lewis is saying, I think that it's really important that we acknowledge that the art of letter writing has been truly lost. I mean, when was the last time you wrote anything of that substance or depth to your friends? Or... I, okay, maybe it's just me. Maybe you're all out there writing these deep, profound emails. But seriously, that was beautiful. Okay, so now on to what C.S. Lewis is saying. Joy is the serious business of heaven. I love what he is talking about here. He is saying that frivolous things here on earth are actually glimpses of what heaven is all about. Dance and play are the things that will take up our time. They will be the serious things that we do in heaven. Whereas right now, the serious things we do are um, laboring and tears and anxieties and difficulties, but that we're getting a glimpse of heaven when we engage in these things that seem frivolous. And I think one of the things that really stands out for me 
um, when I read this quote is in my own life, and maybe you can identify with this, is it's so easy for us to lose our playfulness in this world. I think for a lot of us as adults, maybe just in, maybe we get extra serious in our 30s and our 40s, but we can really lose um, that playfulness and desire and long to recover it. And what C.S. Lewis is saying is playfulness is part of who we are because it's part of where our home is. We are citizens of heaven and therefore we are people who can be playful and who should be playful. And Jesus had a playfulness about him. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to strip him of that. But then I think we lose something. Even if you just look at the the wedding at Cana, um, Jesus is there at the end of the party. He stayed the whole time. That's why they need the, they, they ran out of wine and they were going to serve the bad wine. Um, Jesus was there dancing and celebrating. He didn't leave early. He was there to um, engage with people and to be frivolous in a sense. And when we take time to practice the spiritual discipline of celebration, or we take time to celebrate Eastertide, we are connecting with this aspect of a creator who is both to be celebrated and celebrates. You know, it says that there's a huge party in heaven um, every time a sinner repents. I mean, that's the language. It's, it's a party and there's a party going on. And I am excited about heaven just because we know that there's going to be joy and celebration and dance. Just like C.S. Lewis is trying to say, that it's the inbreaking of heaven into our world, and they seem out of place here, but they are actually the serious business of heaven. The past several weeks, I've been reflecting on this idea of frivolousness and why it is that I find it difficult to be frivolous. And maybe you can see a little bit of yourself in what I'm going to share. But I think that one of the things for me is that I overvalue time. I think that I never have enough of it, And I'm always trying to be efficient. I'm always trying to save time. I'm always trying to um, make the most of the time that I have, either here on earth or with my kids um, or just in life. If my seven-year-old asks me to play a game that C.S. Lewis would have considered frivolous, that he said it was frivolous, um, my first response is, oh, no, I can't do that. I have to do laundry. I have to meal plan. I have to get ahead on this. I have to get these things done. And there just doesn't feel like there is any time. But the, in the economy of God, time doesn't matter. Or at least God wants to dictate what we do with our time. And I think a lot of it is very different than what you might expect. I'm going to read to you a passage from John that we have just recently heard because it's uh, one that often gets read at Easter. And um, this is what it says. John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took out a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. See, this is a story about frivolousness. 
we have Mary break this incredibly expensive jar of perfume all over Jesus' feet and then wipe his feet with her hair. And Judas is saying, wait a second, this money could have been used way better. There would have been, um, we could have fed the poor with it. We could have done other things. And Jesus says, leave her alone. The poor you'll always have with me, but you won't, have, you won't always have me with you. What Mary does is completely extravagant. It's crazy and it's over the top. It's frivolous. There could have been better use for that money in our economy. But the, in the economy of God, money doesn't matter. He has enough of it. He doesn't need our money. And it's the same with our time. We can always say to ourselves, there's a better use of our time than to play a game or linger slowly under a cherry blossom tree or sing a song or rest quietly and observe the world around us or take a long time to dance or slowly savor a wonderful meal with good friends and, and wait and chat and not rush away. God really wants our time and he wants to tell us how to spend it. He doesn't want us to live in this stingy idea that there will never be enough time for anything. He wants us to live in a knowledge that he is eternal, that there will be time, and that in a sense he wants to free us from the oppression of time. And celebration is one way in which we can receive that and we can practice it. Celebration is against time. It is about being frivolous with our time, um, but only frivolous in how the world would see it. They'll say it's a waste of time. And um, I know that, you know, Judas says, well, why couldn't we feed the poor with that money? And um, I'm not saying in any way that it's not good to feed the poor. But there, I, I just want to encourage you that there is also a job that you have to worship Jesus and use your time just for that. And that is what celebration is and what we're trying to sort of practice. And it feels foreign. Absolutely. 100%. It feels foreign to say, I'm going to take a whole day and I'm not going to accomplish anything. I'm going to take a whole day and I'm just going to accomplish celebrating Jesus. I'm going to take this afternoon and I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to practice that and try and remember that time is not the most important thing in the whole entire world, but that Jesus is. So as we come to the end, my encouragement for you this week is to be frivolous. And I think that each of you are going to know what that might be. But if you're struggling, you can do an ancient practice of reading the story, the event from John 12, and putting yourself in the place and asking God, what is your extravagant gift, your extravagant worship of him? One thing that you could do is have dessert every single night this week, or you could throw an Easter egg hunt for your kids or for some friends and just celebrate the wonderful frivolity of good chocolate and candy. Maybe it'll be just hanging around a little bit longer at a meal table and sharing it with other people and indulging in just being together and how good it is to be together. Whatever that looks like for you, 
I hope that you can step into the story of Mary with Jesus and see anew what it might mean for you to worship Jesus and celebrate him. You can see that his heart is really touched. It's like Mary, just for a moment in her life, although she has a couple moments of this, she really gets and understands who Jesus is. In the Sermon on the Mount, one of the Beatitudes that Jesus says is, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And what we see in John 12 is Mary is seeing Jesus. She is seeing God. So my prayer for each of you in this week of practicing being frivolous and engaging with the serious business of heaven, which is joy, is that God would give you a pure heart to be able to see him and to truly celebrate him. It's crazy that Mary spent this extravagant expense on Jesus' feet, but it's because she understood for a moment who he really was and is. So friends, may you be frivolous this week. May you know the serious business of heaven. May you do these things that seem out of place here, but know that you're stepping into a heavenly reality and celebrating Jesus. Enjoy the third week of Eastertide. He is risen, friends.